What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another hot, fresh episode of Big Run the Chips Podcast. I'm your host, Big Run the Chimp. I'm fired up this morning. This morning I got up extra early. I got some shit done I've been uh, putting off for a while. You know what I realized? I'm highly unmotivated lately. So, and then I realized I haven't been listening to any uh, motivation. You know, and that shit really does have an effect. Um, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's stupid, eh, it's fucking stupid. Well, fuck you. If it works, it's not stupid, okay? But the one I put on today had fucking AIDS. AIDS! Like, fuck off. I'm paying for fucking Spotify. I don't want fucking ads on top of that. You know what I mean? Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify. Don't listen to this dick, it's the best. No, honestly, I love Spotify, but like, don't give me fucking ads. I mean, fuck you. I don't know. I don't think. It, I don't know if it's actually the Spotify that's doing it or it's whatever the fuck I was listening to. But it's like fuck. And like sometimes I don't mind. I'll just fucking skip through them or whatever. At least you have that option. But like fucking cable television. I've never fucking paid for that shit in my life. I never would. Why the fuck am I gonna pay like an insane amount of money for the shittiest fucking shit? I can't decide when I'm gonna watch shit. I gotta watch commercials. I gotta fucking put up with so much annoying shit. Why the fuck? You know what I mean? And it's like that was just the way it was for the longest time, but it's still like that for some people. Some people just, like, you know, that's the way they are. I, I don't know. See, I always just fucking watch DVDs because they were fucking, it was way cheaper to just go buy a fucking DVD every once in a while of like my favorite show and just watch this shit out. Every single fucking season of every show that I bought, I got on sale and I fucking watched like 3,000 times. So I'm also happy to fucking pay to stream the fucking shit again because it's mostly just all I watch is the same old fucking cartoons because they're comforting and enjoyable. Every once in a while I put on a new fucking movie or whatever. But now it's it's stressful to pick fucking music or movies or uh, especially like a movie or a show. It's very stressful to pick one. You end up watching the same stupid shit over and over. But like, it, there's so many fucking choices. There's so many options. You know, it's like, what am I gonna do? Well, I only have an hour, so I better fucking choose carefully. And then it's like, okay, well, I just spent 45 minutes scrolling through every fucking title of every fucking show a movie ever made. You know. And it's like, <laughs> you see the irony there? It's like, fuck. Anyway, there's too many fucking choices, so things get stressful, and that's with almost everything. Like, even online shopping, right? You can save a ton of time and energy and pain and suffering by online shopping. However, because of your access to the endless selections, you can, you can spend fucking hours searching online for shit because you're just scrolling and scrolling. It's like hunting, you know? Your brain is engaged, like, oh, I'm hunting, I'm gonna fuck. You know, you're always gonna fuck. You know, it's like it's like when you're watching videos. It's like, you know, ah, oh, you know, fucking keep going. I can find a better one and a better one. Oh, fuck, I can find a better one. It's like, fuck, you know? I don't know, it's crazy, it's insane. You end up opening all these fucking tabs. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't possibly be working on or looking at 20 fucking things. There's no way you actually give a shit about 20 things. Then you go to close them and you're like, ah, no, I don't want to, I'm still working on this, or I'm still looking at this, and it's like, fuck, come on. Every once in a while, I just gotta close all the fucking tabs and start fresh. Uh, right across the board, whatever the fuck it is. You can only do so many things at once. I don't know, I'm speaking as much um, 
or, or more to myself because I have wicked piss of fucking uh, ADD. But it um, it feels better to be giving it, doling out other, to other advice. To, ah, doling advice out to other people makes you feel like you got your shit together. This is why so many people do. This is why we all do it. You know, you climb up on your high horse and you talk down to folks fucking advise them because that puts you in a position of power even if completely imaginary um is that how you pronounce that word i don't know every once in a while my brain will brain brain will stroke off a little and i'll just kind of like come back into the world as if like english wasn't exactly my first language and i'm just learning it for the first time um i don't fucking know who knows you know what though uh that's a good life hack you guys are sick of getting hassled just fucking speak in a weird fucking accent. Just learn enough fucking words in a different language to be like, oh, what? Hey? And uh, eventually people will stop talking to you. You know, it could take years, especially your family will be very confused. People have known you since you were a kid. They will be confused, but I promise you, if you commit hard enough, you will, you will eventually get people to stop talking to you and bothering you. No one's going to come to you for help. There's what? And uh, eventually they're just going to be like, this This guy's, this guy's fucked. Um, you know, so that's one way to go. I mean, how many times have you tried to talk to someone and they're like, ah? And, and you're like, okay, this is, this is going on. Right? I try to talk to my baby all the time. Same shit, you know, just, like, come on. What the fuck? Those aren't words. Come on, you gotta talk to me, fucking use words. I love that uh, scene and um, I'm always trying to discuss cinema with my fucking baby. He doesn't give a shit. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> that movie Hoffa I thought was amazing. Now, I thought The Irishman was also fucking amazing, possibly even better, but it's like apples and fucking bowling balls in the words of Phil Leotardo. Um, because they're just completely different takes on the same, on the same similar subject matter. Well, I mean, they're both about Hoffa, but they're completely uh, different takes, and they're both wonderful. Two, two really great fucking movies. Actually, Hoffa was there was a novel. I, I don't know if the uh, that particular movie was based on a, a particular book written about Hoffa, but anyway, that was the one I read. Because sometimes the the screenplay of a movie is so fucking good that there's a novelization. For example, uh, Platoon. The screenplay of that was was uh, converted into a novel and it was fucking phenomenal absolutely amazing and uh, I recommend that book and also that movie I'd say the best three in my humble opinion also that's a redundant statement someone's giving their opinion but they have to say that um, it's a reminder okay it's not redundant I'm reminding you that it's my opinion because it's a defense it, like I'm not stating a fact that what your favorite movie is so shut the fuck up before I even fucking get going. Um, <laughs> no, no, these are objective facts. These are the three best Vietnam movies. Or sorry, I, I thought up to a point. Um, are obviously fucking Full Metal Jacket, fucking Platoon, and Apocalypse Now. Now again, these are three completely different takes on similar subject matter. Um, and they aren't just about one fucking character. They're about so many fucking experiences. And they're completely different fucking movies. Just absolutely the best. Now, I say that up until recently. I like I like lists of three because they're nice and whatever the fuck. For whatever reason, we prefer, th you know, threes. 
Um, but then I saw the Deer Hunter. I'd never seen this. I'd seen lots of references to it. I'm like, how the fuck have I never seen a movie with Christopher Walken and fucking De Niro? You know what I mean? And It's like fucking Meryl Streep. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. How did I miss this? I mean, I heard of it, but I never actually saw it. At least not as an adult, not when I could actually appreciate it. And I was like, okay, so this is a fucking good movie. This is intense. It's fucking... I don't know, this is one of those movies you got to watch a dozen times. It's like, um, so anyway, I don't know if that makes the big three or if I'll sully my list by adding a four. There's no way I'm bumping one of those top three. But um, obviously, I've never been to fucking Nama, certainly not during that fucking war. Um, I've talked to people who have. Um, is that good enough? <laughs> I've talked to people uh, uh, from there and from here that went there. Um, and uh, anyway... I just, uh, I feel like, you know, if you're gonna, people go through such fucking horrific fucking shit, and uh, the best, absolute best thing to come out of that is that we are entertained by this tragedy. Um, that is the ultimate goal of all tragedy, is to eventually become entertainment. No, I mean, I like when someone takes their fucking, like, whatever the fuck they went through, and uh, not just for recognition, but just to work through it themselves, but also they, they turn it into something fucking that, that's beautiful, or, or you know what I mean? They, they let the world know what the fuck happened, um, but in, in an artistic way that it's like, okay, well, holy fuck, like, I don't know, I don't know if, uh, I mean, it's pretty much what I do every day with this fucking podcast, uh, only this is fucking incoherent rambling. I, I don't know, fuck, I, I mean, the thing is, is, as much as I love um, like we all do, we all love mu music, movies, shows. I don't deal in absolutes, but this is this is an absolute, you know. Or, or any fucking exception. You get these people that don't. They're the exceptions that prove the rule. Um, they're just denying themselves that, like you know, certain joys of life, and that's not wrong. There, there's value in that. Absolutely, we should all do this at least temporary, um, just just to deny ourselves. So because it, it's an addiction, right? What it. What did, uh, well, there's a quote about this. It's like, television is not to inform, it's to maintain the apparatus of addiction. I don't know if that was it. I think it was Steve Allen. It's one of the quotes on civilization. I was opening up, I just wanted to get one of these quotes. There's so many really fucking good ones. And I saw like these articles that are like, these quotes are shit. They suck. I hate them. Like, what the fuck is your problem? First of all, and people are like, I'm sick of Sean Bean's voice. First of all, shut the fuck up. That's Ned Stark you're talking about. Sean Bean's voice is fucking beautiful. That's why he got hired to do that job. Second of all, there's so many great fucking quotes. And if you don't like them, fucking don't read them, don't listen to them. Shut the fuck up. And just like you could say the same thing to me, if you don't like this guy's shitty article, don't read it. But I'm, I'm trying to find information. I'm bombarded by this fucking this negativity and this sad fucking angry bullshit how the fuck of all the things to get upset about now you could easily just fucking rewind to almost any point in this fucking podcast and find me getting upset about absolute nonsense i'm not gonna fucking ever deny this but it's every once in a while you want to see someone else is getting frustrated over nonsense stupid fucking shit and just be like this person's fucked you know again climb up on your fucking high horse every once in a while guys shit I'm feeling super confident because I finally got myself back in the gym again um, I think I've only been like like I've just been easing back 
and it's so fucking painful. I am in such fucking bad shape. It happens so fast. Um, I don't know. You just lose all your fucking... You don't lose all your progress. Again, no absolutes here. Because you get, you have that muscle memory. You have that foundation built. Um, I don't know. I was lucky I fucking spent a lot of time working out growing up. Um, I mean, but I'm still wicked piss out of shape. So don't let me... I mean, I, I say I'm sounding cocky because I'm working out. I'm proud of myself, but nothing is more humbling than fucking going back to the gym after you haven't been there for a while. Or going for the first time. Now, I always say, people will be like, like when you are in good shape, it's been a long time for me, but you know, if people say, oh, you're big and strong or this or that, it's like, okay, you know, it's like, I, I appreciate it, you know, I put a lot of work into like, you know, getting bigger, stronger, whatever, fucking, um, but it's like, it's not as much of an achievement, it takes way more fucking strength and bravery to fucking go through life small and fucking awkward or like that first time you go to the gym or the first time you're going back like you know what I mean when you're big and jacked and you're fucking lifting weights and you can run 10 fucking miles and you're doing all that shit it's still it's still something it's not that not to be disregarded it's great that you're doing it but that doesn't take nearly as much bravery as much fucking you know inner strength because you already look good it's when you're fucking going there, you look like shit. You're like fat and you're fucking got no muscle and you're fucking just like this pathetic version of what you used to be or you're much older. And it's like, you know, that takes way more fucking courage. That takes so much more to look like a fucking idiot. Uh, Terry Crews was talking about this. I was listening to one of his motivation things and I was very moved by it. Um, but part of it was, yeah, it takes a lot of courage to look like an idiot going back to the gym or whatever. And um, you got to overcome that, you know? Because eventually, yeah, you don't give a fuck. You don't, no, nothing else in the world matters. Like, you just get so fucking in the zone. And that is the most wonderful thing. Um, for me, it, yeah, it happens at the gym. for uh, and, and, and sometimes at work. And, sometimes, and when I'm with my baby, it's just like the entire world just vanishes. And I'm just, it's just me and my little baby. No, I, not, nothing matters. Like, uh, nothing else, you know, exists. And it's just, I'm the happiest guy in the world. It's cheesy. And it's uncomfortable to be so fucking corny. But, yeah, it's like, fuck, all the, all the fucking, uh, you know, if I, if I were to take a bunch of fucking drugs to cure my fucking depression or do a bunch of therapy or whatever, honestly, if you just you just pick up your baby or whatever, it's like, oh, well, okay. And then, and then you're the happiest person in the fucking world. Even if you weren't, you'd put on a fucking happy face just to cheer your baby up. But, no, seriously, it's like... I don't know. Anyway, this is fucking... This is painful. But anyway, this... Uh, what I'm saying is a universal concept about being uncomfortable. Going into things where you're not feeling safe. You know, like when someone looks like cool in their comfort zone, that's alright. You know, that's okay. But it's like it takes way more courage to be uncomfortable. To go into a place where you're not... Like doing something that you're not used to. Going to a new job. Going to a new... Trying to learn a new skill. Being around people that you don't know... Uh, that you're not comfortable with it, it that fucking takes a lot that is a fucking that is the best way to go through life though not you know you just gotta leave your comfort zone you can't stay in the fucking nest forever you gotta fucking get out um i mean or sorry let me let me rephrase that you don't have to that's the thing you can fucking stay in your comfort zone forever it's like in braveheart he's like you know what'll happen if we fucking if we uh if we don't do this he's like what he's like nothing and that sounds like a good thing 
in a way. It's a, it's a, I don't know, it always struck me as a very interesting thing that he said. And he's like, yeah, nothing bad, but also nothing good. He's saying a lot. He's saying nothing, but he's saying everything. You know, it's one of those great lines. Um, I don't know. I know there's a lot of negative shit about uh, Mel Gibson, like he screams at his wife about a jacuzzi. He's in fuck a little bit insane. Uh, he's anti-Semitic. Uh, all, all this shit, but he did make some really fucking great movies, you know. And uh, I don't know why I'm saying that. It's, it's a, <laughs> I don't know why it's like. Or sorry, I, I was just making a point where it's like you know you get these negative things in your head, and that's all right. Even if, whether they're true, they're probably. I mean, while well, the fucking screaming, yelling thing, I, I don't. I don't think that was fucking made up. But who gives a shit? But we never. No one's ever screamed and yelled, and no one's ever said anything anti-Semitic. I fucking say anti-Semitic things all day. Fucking Jews. I'm just joking. Um, Oi. Today's episode is brought to you by Strub's Pickles. Was brought to you by Strub's Pickles. No longer. We're pulling our ad money. Fuck you, rotten hell, you filthy pig. Ah, shit. I lost the kosher pickle people. Ah. Uh, what are you gonna do? Well, it is what it is. You know You know what? Like, fuck, but like, what are you doing, man? Out of all the people that fucking talk shit about, you know, first of all, the guy's not even allowed in Toronto, I don't know if that was ever lifted, but he got banned from Toronto forever, I can't remember what for, I don't give a shit, but like, don't talk shit about the fucking Jews, man, that's so fucking weak, anyway, it's, uh, it's not cool, but the guy made some good fucking movies, I felt that it was very offensive, very anti-English propaganda, all England did was try to spread love around the world, <laughs> I love the quote that um, <clears throat> the uh, British um, women in cuisine gave birth to the greatest navy on the planet or whatever. It's kind of mean. It's saying their ladies are, uh, and their food is, uh, and um, so they were like, let's get the fuck out of here. And um, it's, it's not nice, but it's just funny. Um, Actually, one time I was at a comedy show. This one guy was killing it. Actually, every, uh, we were lucky. We saw, I think, four guys, plus the uh, the guy that was warming up the audience and shit, like the, the uh, host guy was fucking awesome. He was absolutely hilarious. Uh, he was making fun of Italians and Woodbridge. And, uh, you know, it's very local, so it's, like, even funnier. But anyway, um, the one guy was talking about how hideous people are in England, and for some reason, it's just okay to make fun of us Brits. I, 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 I just, it's, it's okay to take the piss, if you will. Um, that's a that's a British term that means you know poking fun, I suppose. Anyway, um, this guy was saying how hideous people are in England, and then he said he was, <laughs> he's like, I'm actually the third most attractive woman in England. And it's funny because he was a guy and he wasn't even that attractive. Um, so anyway, I thought that's funny. But then uh, later on in his act, he was talking about how we, we lie to each other. And he's like, I lie to my girl and I tell her that she's the most beautiful girl in the world. He's like, now, do you guys think that's true? Obviously. How the fuck could that possibly be true? It's not. It's, not, it's bullshit. 
I'm like, how could she possibly be the most beautiful girl in the world? And I couldn't fucking help it. I was trying so hard not to say it. And I was trying to get my buddy beside me to say it because we were in the front row. And I'm like, fuck, I got to say it because I have this compulsive need to say something, especially when I think it's clever. And the more I wait, the worse it's going to be because, you know, it's all about timing. So when he said, oh, how could she possibly be the most beautiful girl in the world? And I was like, but you're number three in England. And uh, <laughs> he fucking, the guy was fucking guns loaded ready to fucking go though like he knew he knows crowd work and he knows how to deal with hecklers so he just fucking came at me i can't remember it was all a blur like i got fucking destroyed um and i i loved it it was fucking hilarious so i mean i wasn't even trying to heckle i just needed to say that fucking line um but anyway that's that was wonderful. Actually, the whole fucking bit was so fucking... Or, sorry, the whole night was a fucking blast. It was one of my best friend's um, bachelor parties, and we just had a fucking blast. I remember... Um, I don't remember the whole night, but holy fuck, what an adventure. It would take me fucking, like, six episodes to try to recap the whole evening. That was around the start of the evening, the fucking comedy show. And then it was a fucking comedy show <laughs> that is the city of Toronto. <laughs> holy fuck. Oh my God, man. I remember so many fucking things from that night. And I remember I had no money. I was like Dave Chappelle when he goes out on a date. <laughs> he's got no money. And he's trying not to spend any money. Like, yeah, why would we just walk around? And then I, I started standing. I, I was pretty jacked at the time. So I was standing outside the fucking, um, the fucking clubs or whatever. Just taking people's ID. Trying to take some cover charge money. Actually, one guy ran up to me. And he's like, will you arm wrestle me? I'm like, dude, I don't do those things anymore. I've been in too many fights. I just don't want to fight anymore. Um, I really don't want to arm wrestle. I just say that you won. I, I will lose the arm wrestle if you want. Um, and then he was all disappointed. I'm like, what is it? And then the rest of his group caught up to him. They were, on another, they, they were also on a bachelor party. And then um, the guy's father-in-law came up. And I, I started talking to him for a while. And I was like, you think this guy's a good guy? He's like, I do, actually. I'm out here to make sure he, he doesn't get too out of control. I'm like, fuck, if you're, if you're, he's marrying your little girl and you think he's a good guy, he's got to be a good guy because no one's more judgmental than you are. Um, so, you know what? I'm like, and they're like, yeah, we're doing a scavenger hunt. And one of the things is to, uh, is to fucking arm wrestle a bouncer. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, I'm not even a real bouncer. I'm, uh, well, not here. I'm a, I, um, I'm actually, but the, the bouncer that works here, um, He's inside. He's he's a lot bigger. He's a real nice guy. He'll he'll do it. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll I'll, I'll do it. I, I I'm very flattered anyway. Um, so I did it. And then uh, the kid was all nervous. And I actually like pulled his fucking hand down to make it look like he was winning. And I was like really really struggling. But um, anyway, I thought that was really cool. They were out doing a, a scavenger hunt. I think by this point we were so fucking wrecked. I don't know if we would. have <laughs> I mean, we were on somewhat of a scavenger hunt, just going from bar to bar. Um, but anyway. I, I don't really like fucking strip clubs, so I probably wouldn't want to be in there anyway, but I didn't have any money, so I was just sitting outside. But then I did go, we did go to a few other just regular bars, and then, um, fucking, I don't know. The thing is, is, like, yeah, none of us really wanted to go to a fucking strip club. It's just like, oh, this is what you're supposed to fucking do. I don't know. I went into a ton of those when I was younger, and I was like, fuck. I always say, it's like, I don't, I don't judge anyone for doing what they're doing. Go ahead. That's fine. But, like, I mean, people work in there, people go in there. I don't judge anyone. I don't give a shit. It, it makes no difference to me how a person makes a living. 
I think the quote is a man, but I, I'm uh, I'm updating the Godfather to uh, modern times, you know. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter to me. It really doesn't. Um, as far as I'm concerned, no one's really getting hurt. Well, I mean, there are every once in a while guys, people will get hurt, but that's a different story. Um, what's it called? Oh, but uh, what the fuck was I going to say? I always say you never feed a dog that can still hunt. So it's like, yeah, if you're old and hurting and you can't fucking do it anymore, okay, yeah, absolutely. Go and fucking pay for it. But, I mean, you know, fuck, you're young. And especially you're broke. It's like, I'm not paying that fucking much money um, for that shit. Like, fuck. Um, so fuck it. That's it. I don't know. I found that shit incredibly fucking lame. And uh, I was having, I always, and honestly, I always have a way better time hanging outside. Before it was just because I wanted to smoke and whatever and not spend money but like or I don't even have a problem spending money if everyone's having a good time but I find like those places you just don't get as much of a good time as you're just getting hustled it's the same thing in Leon's it's actually worse than like Leon's or the brick you're just getting hustled it's like fuck I don't want that shit I don't need that shit fuck it but anyway um I did go we did go to a lot of different bars that were a lot of fun um, that were just like like regular bars or pubs or, or um, like like restaurant like bar and grills and I went into the one place and um, actually, I think I ended up going back because I was just treated so well. And I just told him my case. I pled my case right off the hop. I'm like, guys, and I took all the money out of my pockets. I'm like, this is all I got for the night. I'm like, this is all I got in the world, actually. Um, this is all my money. I was just so broke. I was going through a really rough patch in my life. I'm always broke, but this was really bad. And uh, I just, I had to go. I was my best friend's fucking thing there. You know, what am I going to do? And so... What's it called? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And the guy was so excited. He's like, dude, give me a minute. The waiter or whatever. He was so excited. It was a really slow night. So this guy came back with a fucking pint, a shot, and a, something else, too. I think he even brought me something to sample, like to eat or whatever, because I, I wanted to go back there. I did I did end up going back there for some food. Um, but he ended up getting me, like, so much, because he was like, I'm going to scour this menu. I'm going to get you the best bargains here. And he ended up bringing me back, like, three fucking drinks or something. I couldn't have been happier. I was like, fuck, man, you made my evening. And he's just like, he was so happy because it was so slow. He's like, I'm just so, you know, I don't know. He's all excited. I was like, it's so, especially as a fucking, like, a, a server or waits. I don't like that term. It sounds so fucked. But, like, for someone like that to be so into what they're doing and still excited about their work, you know? Speaking of which, I got to go and work right now. But anyway, there was way more to that fucking evening. Even the stuff I can remember. I'd love to keep uh, regaling you guys with this story. And I might. Um, but I got to go for now. I love you all. Be well. What's happening, everybody? How you doing? Big Run the Jeff here coming at you with another fat segment of Big Run the Jeff podcast. I was in the middle of uh, trying to tell you guys part of a fucking long story, a saga, but now I gotta interrupt. I was gonna try to just actually finish a fucking story before the end of the episode, but I got the fucking uh, ADD and I like to blame things on it, like the, like that AWOL Nation song. Sal, blame it on the ADD. It's good to have a card to play. Just go go ahead and get yourself diagnosed with some shit, and then you can just fucking blame all your fucking shortcomings on whatever the fuck those things are. 
Like this guy, he can't fucking stay on one fucking side of the lane. He's in a fucking minivan. He probably welcomes the sweet release of fucking death. And uh, honestly, if I if there were no consequences, I would gladly give it to him. But my work truck is very important to me, and uh, I don't want to fucking smash it up anymore. So I let him. Uh, actually, no, I don't think I budged very much. He probably does this a lot. I don't even know if it's intentional, you know, or you just try to like take out more of the road, more of the road than the other guy. Uh, it's it's a fun game, you know. It used to be called chicken. Now it's just. Uh, I think it's more inadvertent. Motorcycles guys do this too. I mean, if you're on a motorcycle, you know, you got a you're you got this adrenaline rush. You know, you're seeking some sort of thrill. So driving down the middle of the road when there's oncoming traffic kind of makes you feel. I, I don't know. I've never really done it. I've never really uh, driven a motorcycle. I've ridden on motorcycles, riding bitch. I've ridden some scooters and fucking whack-ass fucking things. A couple motorized devices. For me, I just feel it's just too fucking dangerous. Uh, but if that's what you're after, to feel that danger, then fucking... I think that's awesome. I mean, it would be a good time. Uh, my problem, though, is when you're when you're when you're flying down the middle of the fucking road, um, for whatever fucking reason, it's pretty fucking stupid. Because you can endanger your life. I don't give a fucking two shits. You've made that decision uh, to endanger your life, but you're endangering the lives of others, like you know the oncoming traffic or anyone behind you or around you. You know, you're endangering a lot of people that did not choose to engage in your fucking you know, born to be wild fucking lifestyle. Anyway, it's uh, it's a cunt thing to do, you know? Like, when your freedom impinges on the fucking safety and health of others, it's no longer just about your freedom. That's the thing. People don't, a lot of people don't understand or choose not to understand. Like, uh, like if I, if I could, like I said, if I could have murdered that fucking person, I probably would have and got away with it. That's why we have video games, so you can fucking do all this murder and uh, horrible shit that you can't do in real life. There's no consequences whatsoever. You know, I, I like to reference that one theory is that uh, uh, video games invented violence or violence is caused by video games, music, or TV or whatever. And it's like, that is the most absurd thing in the world. All these things can do is emulate real life. Violence has existed since the dawn of mankind and has decreased rapidly in many ways, shape, or form. And this is a bunch of fucking lights on a goddamn box or a bunch of noises. It's not violence. It's a perfect replacement. Like, fuck, I love to watch people die and suffer. Um, because there's no consequences. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it'd be more thrilling to murder a person and, and you know, know that they're actually dead, but... Um, you know, our, our most most murder is or, or killing and, and violence is set up by people who have less consequences than uh, someone playing a video game. It's a bunch of rich people fucking sitting somewhere. They're not involved whatsoever. They just make all these decisions where a bunch of people get fucking killed. And again, no consequences. It's, and, and like I said, it's less skin in the game. Because we actually care about video games more than these guys care about fucking anything. Um, and... That's the thing. You become completely isolated and numb from the world around you. You're completely disconnected, these fucking guys. I'm not saying to feel sorry for them. They're pieces of shit. And uh, the society that supports them is a piece of shit. But we're all part of the same hypocrisy. But don't think that applies to my family. 
Hold on, that was terrible. Let me try again. You and I are part of the same hypocrisy, but don't think, don't ever think it applies to my family. Ah, that's not good either. You know, young Al Pacino's like really soft-spoken and nasally. You know, men are coming to kill. Yeah, fuck, I can't get it now. Now it's terrible. Um, I used to be able to do impressions, you know. Now I'm just a washed-up husband. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway, I like old Al Pacino. I think that was a huge problem for me. I, I've already given this review, I'm sure. I absolutely loved those Godfather movies, the book. Um, actually, I guess the first two was based mostly on the book. And then the last one was kind of like, well, whatever. Anyway. I think the last one let a lot of people down in a lot of ways. I guess it just wasn't as good as the first two. Um, but I think, in my humble, humble, personal opinion, these are all seem redundant sayings, um, I think it was great. One problem I had was, because, uh, you know, everyone's waiting for my fucking opinion on this fucking movie. <laughs> it's imperative you listen to this, even though I probably already said it as well, was that I love Al Pacino, but the Al Pacino I know as an old guy um, is so much better than Al Pacino pretending to be an old guy, because they made him a lot older for the movie, but it's like, real old guy Al Pacino I think is fucking phenomenal, that's the, that, you know what I mean? So when you already know that guy, don't get me wrong, I love young Al Pacino, but that's a different guy. You know, it's like young De Niro is not the same as old De Niro, and blah, 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 blah. You know, no fucking, you know what I mean? All of us, you know, there's young you, there's old you, there's middle you, you know, these are all different versions of you. And, um, you know, you, you, you're seeing this fucking not as good version. That, that's, that's my take. Other people had other issues with that fucking movie. Here I am defending it as if it needs my defense. Um, one quote I love using is from Braveheart. There's a lot of good quotes from that movie. It was, um, who is this that speaks to me as though I needed his advice? Um, I'm not doing a good, if I used, I can't get the guy's voice perfectly. That's obviously Edward Long Shanks or whatever, the king. And, um, this fucking idiot giving him his fucking advice, like his son's gay lover or whatever. And, um, anyway, I just, it's such a great fucking line. Because you get this all the time, man. People giving you their fucking advice. And it's like, you didn't ask for it. They're just, here you go. Big fucking pile of stupid fucking advice from someone no one asked. It's usually not helpful. The people that can't help you, that know what the fuck is going on, you go to them for advice. Typically. Not always. No absolutes here. But people like just constantly offering up fucking advice like that all the time. It's usually the most useless shit imaginable. You don't want it, you didn't ask for it, and uh, it's quite apparent. Anyway, old. Anyway, I don't remember where I was. I just had to go through the way station. I'm trying to do a dump run here, guys. Um, you know what? I'm probably just going to sign off for now. I, um, I probably wasn't saying I probably wasn't saying anything too exciting. Oh, yeah, I was just talking about people giving advice that no one fucking asked for. Contrarily, right here, right now. Um, I like that song. Fatboy Slim. I used to not like uh, techno music and fucking dance beats and all that electronic shit. Uh, I, I don't know. But now a lot of it I really enjoy. Uh, even like a nice Fatboy Slim song with just like one sentence repeated over and over. No problem. I like it.
Uh, the less words, the better sometimes, you know? I just tune it the fuck out. Sometimes I really just love a nice instrumental. You gotta have a mix of fuck... You have to have a mix of uh, instrumentals just for background music for whatever you're doing that doesn't distract you. Or I prefer also uh, music in a different language. Because if I don't understand the language, then it won't distract me. The, mute, the, the human voice just becomes another instrument. And uh, anyway, I love you all. Be well. Take care.
that was a different night, and that was a different, uh, this, this night was a fucking blast, and I'm trying to fucking remember the fucking parts of it. Now, I remember at one point we were outside, and we were hanging out with this gang of fucking ruffians, this gang of hooligans, if you will, uh, criminals, and, uh, it was fucking hilarious, because they were just like a rainbow of, they were like United Nations, like, this is what you find in Toronto, you know, it's like, some gangs are just all one fucking race, but, you know, it's, you always get this mix, and it's fucking great, so there's like, the, there's a Jamaican dude, two Persians, a Chinese dude, uh, the token white guy, and, uh, there was others, but those are the ones I interacted with the most, and I remember, um, I remember talking to the Chinese dude, he's a big guy, and, uh, we started talking about boxing and shit, uh, he was, he was, I'm like, I, cause I asked him if he was a fighter or whatever, not confrontationally, this guy looked tough as fuck, really mean, he was really upset, actually, uh, he just got out of prison, and he was just talking, we were just talking about rats, and I was like, nah, man, that's so fucking weak, man, that is so fucking weak, I'm telling you, uh, it's just like, there's so many fucking tricks they do on you, you know, you get outsmarted, that's one thing, but some guys, they'll just give up the information fucking immediately, and that's, that's fucking pathetic, so anyway, we were just talking about that, and then there was, uh, who else was there, the Persian guys were really interesting, I can't remember what we were talking about, um, anyway, I think there was an Indian guy as well, um, but, Oh, yeah, no, no, sorry, the, the white guy, the token white guy that was there was so fucked, like, just fucked out of his head, um, you know, on God knows how many drugs, but, like, there, he'll never experience sobriety as long as he fucking lives, it's, like, beyond just wet brain, like, his brain is fucking rattled, you know, just, uh, sketchy as fuck, but fucking hilarious, and then he was trying to come into the fucking, uh, this, this one club, the bouncer just came out, and it was the, it was the most fucking comical thing you've ever seen, he looks at the guy, he's this huge fucking black guy, well-dressed, uh, the bouncer, um, just, he was a really nice guy, actually, I, I, I was, uh, talking to him first, always, uh, I've been in a lot of fucking situations, most of the times things go okay, but a lot of times they don't, so what I do is, the first thing I do is try to make friends with, uh, you know, the bouncers and, and a few other guys, just because I know things are going to get crazy later, and, uh, you know, it's always good to just kind of, you know, make it, make a nice, um, impression, whatever, and, uh, <laughs> anyway, the fucking guy came out, um, and just gave him this look, and he's just like, I wish I could fucking express to you this fucking look that he gave him, like, just one eyebrow up, like, are you fucking serious? Like, you know, and I, I hate this, I hate this, um, whole, oh, you can only get into a place if you're well-dressed enough or good-looking enough, I don't believe in that shit whatsoever, this guy was gonna cause nothing but fucking trouble in there, uh, aside from how he was dressed, he could put on a fucking suit, and he'd still be an absolute fucking nightmare to deal with, um, but anyway, he's like, the guy wasn't even wearing a shirt, and he's just like, what, you don't even have a fucking shirt on, this guy reach into, reaches into his fanny pack, uh, you know, it's one thing, you can't be homeless without a fanny pack, or, or some sort of satchel, um, I mean, I'm assuming this guy's homeless, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I'd be fucking shocked if this guy had any fixed address, and I don't mean that as a, as a fucking, you know, it's a different form of survivalist, uh, there's a lot of homeless people downtown, I know a lot of them, uh, um, regardless, I'm getting off on fucking stupid points, and this guy fucking took out a t-shirt that probably took up the space of a fucking golf ball, and it fucking, it was like a fucking self-inflatable raft, the way it popped right out, 
fucking the most wrinkled, ragged fucking shit. It's just like it's just like whatever would pass for not being topless. This guy fucking pulled it. It was like it was a goddamn. It was like the terry cloth that fucking Mike Tyson would have worn. Probably threw it in the garbage on his way out. And then this guy's like, "Hey, my shirt. That's uh, the only shirt I got." And um, anyway, fucking. It was just hilarious, and this guy still, he made the same look, just like shaking his head, like couldn't even find words to describe what he was seeing. He's like, buddy, get the fuck out of here. So anyway, later on in the night, after those guys toddled off to do God knows what hyenas crimes uh, elsewhere in the city. <laughs> um, anyway, I mean, I don't like to fucking label people as criminals. I don't like to fucking profile people, but even if they weren't constantly talking about all the crimes they were committing, um, it was pretty fucking obvious. But again, I always say, profile people or get profiled and then prove people wrong or right, depending on whether it's a positive or negative profile. So uh, these guys didn't disappoint, though. These are the people I want to fucking meet when I'm uh, revisiting my beloved city. I want to see the nitty, the gritty, the people of the city. I don't care how shitty. I'm not going to keep rhyming because it's just getting fucking worse. But um, regardless. Actually, that's another thing I really enjoy seeing. I don't We didn't. I don't know if we saw it that night. Lord only knows what happened that night. Uh, it got fucking sloppier and sloppier as the night went on. And it's very hazy. Um, that's why it's not a continuous story. It's like I'm just going to be able to give you guys highlights, if that. Um, but anyway... So, there was the most multiracial game there was. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was just talking about uh, freestyle battles. Have you guys ever seen that? It's amazing. Freestyle battles just breaking out in, like, a, you know, in the street or whatever. It's, it's amazing. Because to me, it's not only just a great skill. I don't know if you guys ever tried to rap. It's very fucking difficult. It's an amazing skill. But it's also, when guys are breakdancing, like, it's a, like, or, or fucking, um, or rapping or whatever... It's a replacement of what used to just be a fucking brawl. And guys are just throwing down, reciting poetry to each other, dancing. And that, to me, is one of the most beautiful things that's ever happened in this world. Especially at a, like, extremely bad neighborhood. Now, I've lived in some rough places, but I'm talking really fucked. Like, on a level that most of us, hopefully, will, will never understand. And uh, I, I'm like the softest guy in the world around some people, and I tread extremely lightly. Actually, we are talking about surviving in certain situations um, with some people. Uh, uh, this was another night. And I said, I didn't get through acting hard. Some cases you do, but mostly what I learned was to be fucking humble in the right situations. You don't go in with that hard-on fucking attitude with that fucking, yeah, look how tough I am, like, like fucking whatever, because... Unless you're the toughest guy in the fucking world, which I guarantee you're not, um, then, you know, eventually, you know, you, someone's going to take that and from you, you know what I mean, or straighten you the fuck out you come in with that fucking attitude. Um, just to maintain the fucking balance, if nothing else, you know? You can't have everyone acting so fucking tough all the time. It's, uh, you got to, uh, you got to have a hierarchy, you know, and some guy can't just walk into this, whatever, it could be anything, and act all fucking super hard hard or everybody, you know, look what happened to fucking Cyrus, acting hard or everybody, that was the first episode of Trailer Park Boys, that's some real shit, but he wasn't, you know, uh, he wasn't loved, you've got to be feared and loved, you know, you got to be respected, that's a very good lesson to learn, it's a comical show, but there's many, many pearls of wisdom and truth, and uh, reflections of, of fucking reality for a lot of people, you know, 
there's some fucking really good people in the trailer park. Let's just uh, leave it at that because I got to get back to work, guys. I'm fucking crazy late. You know, no one's fucking busier than a guy that has time to tell you how fucking busy he is. <laughs> anyway, I love you all. And God help me, I'm going to finish this fucking... I'll never, sorry, I'll never finish this story, but I just want to at least give you guys some more highlights. It was a fucking epic adventure. It was an odyssey. I don't use the term odyssey loosely. It was an odyssey. I love you all. Be well. All right, what's happening? Big Brother the Champ here, and he's right back. I'm going to jump right back into that fucking story I was trying to tell, or at least give you the highlight reel. Uh, before I get off topic, because there's a lot of other topics I, I, in which I wish to discuss that I will forego for the time being. Um, so anyway, <laughs> another point we were outside at some All the best stuff happens outside, I gotta say, you know? There's good stuff that happens indoors, but I, I'm telling you, like, I, in this context, like when I go to the fuck... Before I used to smoke cigarettes, so I would spend most of my night outside... Um, because of that, well, I mean, and I just love being outside, but also, um, you know, so it's like, it's, it's almost su a, a subculture. It's a sub party. It's a sub like, um, you know, environment is like the smoking area is its own fucking thing. And, uh, it's great because so many people are coming and going and, uh, you get a nice fucking blend of whatever. But anyway, I've always, it's a great I, I don't know, I just find like I really want to enjoy the city. What the fuck is the point in going to this crazy fucking city and just sitting in one fucking place when I could be outside interacting with so many fucking people? So many interesting fucking people. It's the most diverse group of fucking people. You know what I mean? I mean, it's millions of people, but it's like the most diverse place on the fucking planet. I want to fucking meet as many people as fucking possible. Like, through day and day, I've become less and less fucking sociable, like, while I'm working and shit. I'm a bit of a cunt sometimes, even, um, in that I just, I just want to focus on my work, and I don't want to fucking interact with people, and it actually sucks, because I'm losing, it's me who's losing the most, because, like, the greatest resource I've ever had was my ability to interact with people and learn from them, and, and, and I find them interesting and shit, um, regardless, I could go on and on about this shit, and I will. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> this is a fucking, uh, there was this fucking guy, uh, outside, I was pretty big at the time, this guy was fucking, had the biggest fucking arms ever, man, just fucking massive, to the point where I normally don't do this, just go up and tell the big guy he's big, because that's like one of the most insufferable things, if you ever get to be a big guy, people just come up and they're like, hey, you're a big guy, eh, and you're like, yeah. Oh, you must be a big, strong guy, blah, blah, blah. That's the other, the other thing I, I, is like, that's the last thing you ever want to hear. Because nine times out of ten, when someone comes up and says, Oh, look at these big, strong young men. You're fucking looking down the barrel of some fucking shit fucking moving job. And if you're stupid enough to be flattered by that and, and wowed by someone saying some stupid shit, you're about to do some heavy lifting for no money or very little, very little to no money. That's what that means. And, oh, here's some young, strong fucking guys. Now, we didn't want shit from this guy, but I just went, I'm like, or no, no, we were like, buddy, how the fuck did you get your arms so fucking big? And his response was, he's like working out, but he did like this like, very aggressive fucking uh, jerking off motion. <laughs> working out, man, come on. Uh, I was like, that's fucking hilarious. I don't know, man. It was, I, I, I think, 
He had a bunch of ladies, and somebody was like trying to talk to one of his girls, and was like, "Get the fuck! Don't talk to my girls." Maybe, I don't know if he was a pimp or he's just very protective of his girls, but I don't know. It was fucking funny. That guy was very interesting, um, but I don't remember too much about about him other than he just had really, really big muscles and fucking. Uh, he said he got them from jerking off. Um, but anyway, what else? What else was there? Fuck, it's such a goddamn hazy mess, I don't fucking remember. Um, one guy came up, it was fucking hilarious, we were at one, one place we were, and it was like, uh, one of these super flamboyant gay dudes, and, uh, he came up to us and was like, you guys are so mean, I can't believe it! And, um, <laughs> they were like, they are like, why, what do we do now? Like, um, he's like, and he, he starts pointing at me, like, towards my face, and he's like, look at this guy's magnificent beard! And you guys don't even care! <laughs> and like, he was just, he, so he kept going on. He's like, you're not even complimenting on him on his beautiful beard! It's so marvelous and you guys don't even care! And he was just like, on the verge of tears. He was so upset about this. Now... For all this guy fucking knew, I, I was I was like, oh, I like this guy, you know, he, he makes a lot of sense, you know, you guys could compliment me a little bit more, I think. I think you guys could appreciate my beard just a little bit more. <laughs> um, anyway, he's like, um, but, or sorry, for all this guy knows, is he, my buddy's could have just been telling me how magnificent, marvelous my fucking beard was. Like, right before he walked up, how did he know? I think it's more insulting. How did he know, or why did he believe that they weren't? You know what I mean? He must have not thought my beard was that great, or at least maybe, or maybe he just thought so little of my buddies, some of the greatest guys ever, that they were not even good enough to compliment me on my fucking beard. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know where he came to this conclusion. It was fucking hilarious. He's just like so upset that these guys, he assumes, are not fucking, oh. Ron, that is a marvelous beard. We really appreciate it. Also, of all the things I've achieved in my fucking life, I can't stand being complimented on growing a beard. All I did was not fucking shave. That was not an achievement. I've done a lot of things I'm proud of. Not shaving? Not fucking tending? Like, I can understand if I fucking cleaned it up real nice. Actually, no, it probably was cleaned up real nice. Like, when my missus does it. And, like, I've actually gone to a couple different fucking saloons gone to many saloons, salons, and, um, fucking, and then they, they, you know, got paid a professional, and I'm telling you, my wife, I'd have to say this anyway, because she has a gun to my head, um, but no, like, all kidding aside, my wife does a way better job, I don't know, she's just got a magic touch, she's really fucking good at it, actually, Gary, too, not to, not to use names, I like keeping him honest, he's, he's got, he's got some good skills, but he's fucking rough, the guy's fucking rough, Gary, you're fucking rough, the guy'll twist your fucking head off, He's just like, have you guys ever seen Game of Thrones where the fucking guy squishes the guy's head? It's like, we're, we're like 10 seconds away from that happening. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. <laughs> oh, fuck. I still, I remember the guy was giving me a fucking uh, trim and he fucking scarred my goddamn face. <laughs> but the mental scars last much longer. Fucking guy. Anyway. Um, oh, that fucking, actually, um, another, another part of this, this whole wedding, uh, saga, because it was a saga, because there was a batch party, there was, like, I think the, the whole wedding itself was, like, a good couple of days of partying, 
like before and after. And um, anyway, fucking absolutely amazing. I uh, I stayed much more sober for my own fucking um, stuff, but it, in this case, holy fuck, did we ever tie tie one on? What a wonderful fucking shit show. I've been to so many fucking weddings. I absolutely loved all of them. They were all completely different and unique, and I fucking enjoyed every single one of them. Um, but I, it's so surreal when you get married because it's like you never thought you'd ever be in the driver's seat. You never thought you'd ever be in that position, you know? Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Always a Glidesdale, never a glide. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway... Obviously, that's from BoJack Horseman. What a what a wonderful fucking show. Oh, fuck. But anyway, one of the greatest things, that's where I started down this path um, about that night was the fucking... Uh, we went to uh, Yuck Yucks or whatever and saw, uh, like... We saw four stand-up comedians plus the fucking guy running the shit who was just... Like, he's fucking amazing. He was roasting the shit out of everybody. Um... It was, it was good. He was really good at crowd work. I mean, that was part of his job. So I'm glad I didn't say, because I really wanted to say, oh, yeah, we're, we're doing a bachelor party. There were three bachelorette parties, and he fucking roasted the shit out of them the whole time. Like, he just, in between the guys, he'd keep going back to them. And, uh, oh, fuck. Anyway, you got to be fucking quick with these guys. They're, they're really good. Um, I always wanted to be a fucking comedian, but I'm... I don't know, I just I just can't do it in, in front of an audience for some fucking reason. I choke. Um, it's like any time I've got up in front of people and, and, and not just completely choked, I was fucking plastered, and uh, then I'm just so fucking sloppy, so that's just a failure as well, and you're that sloppy. Unless you're like Jim Jeffries or like um, Ron White, uh, you can't really just get up at a, or I mean, there's, you know, Keith Richards, there's plenty of guys that can perform completely fucking wasted. Um, I don't know. I can do a lot of things completely fucking wasted, but as far as getting up in front of a crowd and doing something, it's like, eh, I don't know, I just choke. Even completely wasted, I choke when people are, when I got so many people watching. Because I feel accountable to every single person who is watching me. Like, I'm gonna, you know what I mean? And that's a lot of fucking pressure. But, like, I can block it out. Like, right, well, I mean, I got, you know, upwards of 10, 20 fucking people listening to me. I can fucking think about every single one, but if all you guys are in a fucking room right now looking at me, I'd be like, fucking, like, you know, not like, not like my podcast is much better than that, um, but I like to think it is. Well, fuck, you guys are the ones tuning in, so what the fuck is your problem? Okay? What are you doing? You can't find anything better to listen to? I'm just I like, it's like the drug dealers that think every single one of their customers is a fucking piece of shit and hold so much contempt. And it's like, what is your fucking problem? Who the fuck are you? I can't stand that shit. It's like, you want to be a part of the grimy fucking world. Don't be a piece of Don't act, again, you, you know what I mean? Up on your fucking high horse, literally. Fucking horse that's high. Get high on a horse, on a high horse. And fucking acting like you're so much better. It's fucked. Um... You know, you got to respect your fucking customers. Even if you're selling fucking bad stuff. Give me a fucking break. So anyway, a couple of the highlights from these fucking comedians, I, I, I want to get back to this, um, was one was... I think the headline was Daryl Lennox. I always liked him. I used to uh, hear him all the time on the fucking comedy station. But 
He's um, like you know how like Dave Chappelle does like the white guy voice, does the white face, does all that. He was doing like he was one step better. He was doing like the Canadian white guy voice, and it was just I don't know. It was so fucking funny. He was just talking about how like kind and polite fucking Canadians are, and he's just like or how forgiving. Like one guy like chopped this guy's arm off with a chainsaw, and he's like, "It's okay, man. He gave me a two for." Like I don't know the guy's fucking voice because he's like a black dude from the south. But his fucking take on, like, the white Canadian guy was so fucking funny. Um, or he's talking about, he's like, Canadians are super polite, but then in traffic will just flip the fuck up. Like, oh, for fuck's sakes! Like, while they're driving. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to do it justice. And i got to wrap this up because I'm going to an appointment. But um, another one was just talking about how, uh, like, guys the guys who are, like, really homophobic are like, I don't care if guys are gay as long as they don't try to hit on me. And he's like, so you don't want to feel like every single fucking uh, gay person, or every single woman ever feels like every time she goes out. Um, I reference this too because I, it's like, yeah, um, I always reference the one time I, well, it's happened more than once. But like, I mean, I, I've, I've been hit on lots um, by dudes or even, even chicks, if you can believe it. Um, but fucking, it's different when you're feeling like physically... Uh, intimidated and it, like you know you have to factor in the fact that you're not fully safe right and um, anyway I'm not making this sound funny at all <laughs> but this guy was I don't know it was really funny he's like what's the worst that's gonna happen you're gonna feel like every woman feels all the time every time she goes out and gets hit on by fucking idiots like you that's what you're afraid of the most or are you afraid that you might be like oh and then just get wowed off your feet or succumb to this fucking desire that you have to be with a man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not doing it justice. But um, there was another guy that was... Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to fucking come close. It was He was so fucking funny. He was just talking about how people weren't excited enough at like a basketball game. Ah, shit. I'd have to like act it out to sh and I still wouldn't fucking blow it. I, I, I don't even know. I'm just running through my mind like the, some of the highlights of, this com of these comedians. And I'm completely blowing this, so I'm going to quit while I'm behind and just uh, say I can't remember much more of these, this, the fucking, this story, so let's just consider it wrapped up. And um, anyway, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this highlight reel, and uh, I hope you, uh, I don't know, I like to relive things by talking them out. So I, pre or, or sorry, I appreciate you guys lifting, and I know I've become very, very brutal uh, to listen to, as far as like trying, especially trying to stay on one topic, like try to tell a story or an anecdote. Uh, it's virtually impossible, you know. I just, I just fucking keep getting derailed and fucking sidetracked and fucking. Uh, I always compare it to like a Skyrim like type game, you know, like a Bethesda game, like Skyrim, Fallout, you know, uh, Oblivion, fucking whatever. Um, because it's like you're trying to do the main quest, but you're just like, oh, this guy needs something, this guy needs something, oh, another quest, another quest, another Everything leads to something else and something else and something else to the point where you're just so fucking, you got so much shit going on. You know, you started 300 fucking stories, or in this case, you started 300 quests and finished little to none of them. And I feel like I'm doing that to you guys constantly. So I, I hope you can find it in your fucking hearts to forgive me. Um, if that's not possible, I hope you can find it in your heart to go fuck yourself. Um, that, those are the two options. Anyway, I love you guys. Thank you again for listening to me. And uh, for the guys that were there, 
had a fucking blast. I'm glad I'm glad I came out, even with my fucking eight dollars and thirty-two cents. Um, I had more money by the end of the night. Oh, I ended up hustling some fucking. Oh God, there is a lot more to that story. I only gave you guys like part part of part one and part two. That fucking night went on and on. Okay, maybe there's an addendum later. Either way, I gotta go to this appointment. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Be well. Oh shit, there's also an addendum to wrapping up a previous episode. I went to one of my hard one of my best hardware guys. And uh, he had a solution to every single one of my problems, including the tub thing. I got some sealant um, that's going to stretch. And, uh, yeah, we went over everything. Uh, Multiple fucking hardware issues. But, anyway, I got one. One is going to finally get resolved, hopefully. I'll let you guys know once it's done. You know, I'll do a whole fucking episode about uh, hardware. And, uh, you know, we'll do, like, a tool time thing, maybe. Uh Uh Anyway, I love you all. Be well.